Happy Friday yet again, and welcome everybody to another rousing conversation on Georgia Wrestling History TV Talk on the Georgia Wrestling History News Network. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny J, here with John Stoney Kenny. What up? And Will Wheeler. Howdy. And Mike Garrett. Hello. Who is once again hosting us, so thank you, Mike. No problem. Him and Mister, 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 yep. Mister's hosting us. Yep, we're back over at Mike's with Mister this week. Watching wrestling. Hey, Mike, what, what kind of wrestling are we watching? WCCW. From oh man, too. I mean, I know we're from the South, but Texas is is in the South. I mean, if you think about it, it's, it's some Southern we've part. Some, we've had some Texas uh, matches, I think. Yeah, on our show. sometimes. Cool, cool. Oh, right on. Well, let's see. I guess before we kick things off tonight, Stoney's got some birthdays for the next week. Birthdays, man. And, you know, I just pull up this list on the internet because I don't really care if it's right or not. <laughs> I mean, so. Yeah. Um, and we got a little bit of everything. We got uh, that Noam Dar guy who just recently dumped uh, what's her face on, uh, on what is it, the cruiserweight thingy? Yeah. So his birthday is the 28th. On the 28th, 29th, the legendary Captain Lou Albano. Do the Mario. Heck yeah. Uh, one of the greatest of all time. Also on the 29th. And we better be nice because he's liable to come like kill us all. Scott Steiner. The big bad booty daddy. That's baby. right. Sonny Ono. Also on the 29th. The inventor of the selfie. There you go. Um... 31st, Kid Cash. And uh, silence comes across the room. Okay. <laughs> On the first, Devon Dudley. That's, hey, Devon. 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 Not D E V O N N E. Yeah. D hyphen V O N. There you go, Devon. So, also on the first, Bunkhouse Buck. I've heard that name forever. And part of a part of the actual first family of wrestling. There you the go. The Welch family. There you go. Cool. And, and he knows this why because what is his favorite podcast? The Studcast with Ron Fuller. Woo! Boy, wow. All right. Also on the first, Yoshi Tatsu. All right. Um, where are we going to? We're going to the third. August second, our last birthday on our list. David Hart Smith. So that's our birthday list. So if we left anybody out, whatever. Um, you can let us know. You guys can send them a Facebook message, whoever we left out, and you can wish all these people a happy birthday. So, but the only question is, who are we sending out for our birthday lap dance this week? Mm. This fell on the TV screen in the yellow trunk. Well, no, no, because these are all guys, okay? <laughs> we have to send out like a a gal to these people. So. How about that chick that just came up from TNA with her old man? We could send her so they could be off the TV for a while. Hmm. What's her name? Uh, gosh. 
Not Karen Jarrett. I don't even know. Maria? I'm not sure. Maria. They came up for him. Renia Pinellas. Something or another. Yeah, Maria Canellis Bennett, whatever. Yeah, her name is. whatever her name is. The wannabe ravishing Brick Rude, Mr. Askew. Ah, those two are annoying. They were annoying on TNA. Is any of our birthdays like in Switzerland or anything? So she can be gone along. Oh, that would be awesome. Well, I don't know if Yoshi is at home. Maybe we can send her to the Orient. There you go. And okay, we're sending everybody to go visit Sony Ono, Sunny Ono, and Yoshi Tatsu. All our birthday people. We're sending you guys. On a virtual paid trip to the Orient, and we're sending her to do everybody give everybody lap dances. All right, that'd be awesome. That'd be fun times. Fun times. Yep. So, we have a very special episode that uh, that we'll kind of preview um, this next week's GC. G, excuse me, GWH TV video episode. Oh, GCW is part of our show. That's right. Yeah. So later on, we're going to talk. Uh, uh, we kind of got kind of a gimmick episode, but first off, and you missed this. Yeah, I was you in the corporate this. sector. So yeah, you were in the corporate so, sector, yeah. kissing corporate butt, mm-hmm. um, dealing with a broken drive-through. That's right. Uh, the the rest of us, we got together this last Sunday, and we watched this pay-per-view, which was called. Battleground. 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 Which, you know, not your classic pay-per-view, but was much better than... Great Balls of Fire. Great Balls of Crap. Way better. And tell us, guys, why was Battleground better than Great Balls of Fire? Other than the fact Great Balls of Fire just sucked. Um, Unexpected title change or two. Yeah, and the quality of matches were better. Quality of matches were like way better. They were. I enjoyed that uh, tag match where the belts changed hands too. That was uh, we were sitting here watching it. They all kicked out of each other's finisher a few times, and then it was good. And so Will was keeping track of our predictions that we made a couple episodes ago. How did we? Do you remember how we ended up doing as far as our predictions? I think we were five hundred. Five hundred. Okay. I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head the exact matches, but I know uh, I know we, we started off doing pretty good, and we kind of tapered off towards the end. Yeah, we were right with the first match. Yeah, we were right with the uh, not we were right with uh, Baron Corbin and uh, Nakamura. Was that our we don't give a crap match? No, no, that was a flag match. It was the we don't give a crap match. Ah, there we go. It was hard to and pick it, that one wrong. And then gender, we were right with gender. Yeah, yeah. And we were wrong with the women's match and wrong with uh, AJ Styles. Man, that was a weird match. Extremely. I still don't know what I'm wrong with that. What the fuck? Endings to that match, those kind of endings where you look around and go, "What the hell?" It's like when, he, they were looking around, going, "What yeah, the hell?" It's like when somebody gets injured and you just don't know it, except the referee. So that didn't happen. So I don't know. And we were, we were, we were half right, half wrong on the tag match. Yeah, because we predicted um, New Day going over, but no title change. Yeah, New Day went over, but they won the titles. Yeah. Yeah. So. And the best match of the night, I think. What, the tag match? Yes. 
that was that was a really good match. That oh, hands out. down. But I mean, I mean, but how can you go wrong? I mean, you got two of the best tag teams consistently, you know, in the world. I mean, even when their crappy matches are most people's yeah. best all-time matches. I think the Usos are underrated as hell, anyway. Yeah. They're pretty good. I know. I mean, you know, they keep saying they've been the best tag team in the the past dec- decade. But I mean, although realistically speaking, tag team wrestling really hasn't been all that in the past. Whatever, whatever for a while. So, what, what is the state again? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. All right. Yeah. It's Friday the twenty eighth. So, anything else to say about Battleground? Hmm, not really. Well, um, not really. It was had some good lead-ins to uh, SummerSlam. Kali was there. Woohoo! <laughs> so, um, really quick before we get into our thing, see, why don't you, uh, why don't you um, update everybody and give them a little bit of information on the upcoming indie show that we have coming up? Yeah, that's um, happening pretty soon. So on the 12th, Saturday, August 12th, going out to the Sweetwater Gym in Thompson, Georgia. It's on Rents Highway. Sweet! For Bottle Pro Wrestling's Infection 2 show. They've got a crazy card that night. There's going to be an I Quit match as the main event. Uh, Buff the Stuffed Bagwell is going to be there. Sign around grass, taking photos. He's going to be in action, too. The doors open, and at 7 p.m., ding, 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 it's bell time, baby. And it is too sweet. Come see it for yourself. Uh, John Schuyler from Ring of Honor and NXT fame is going to be there. So that'll be a good time. Come on out. Doors open at 6.30. Show starts at 7. And, I don't know, hopefully we'll be able to do another uh, contest for it like we have in the past. So... Stay tuned to our Facebook and see if that goes anywhere. There you go. So. There you go. And I guess before we um, before we uh, we jump really into the the big meat of things, uh, let's give a little bit of uh, of today. What's today? He says it's just the twenty uh, eighth. The twenty eighth. Yeah. All right, in wrestling history, can can I get like some kind of funky? Like music for this day in history. All right, guys, check this out. Like, like 22 years ago in like New York, Eddie Guerrero defeated Dean Malenko to regain the ECW World Television title, and the show also featured the debut of the Steiner Brothers. Straight out of Michigan via Georgia. There you go. 20 years ago. That fits our birthday. There you go. 20 years ago, on Nitro from Charleston, West Virginia, not the Charleston we love, Alex Wright defeated Chris Jericho to win the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. And then, like, three weeks later, Jericho would get it back. Did you guys know Alex Wright ever held the title? I did, briefly. Only because I looked it up randomly one time. Go. Briefly, I barely remember it. Yeah. Alright, check this out. We're gonna throw a little shout out to TNA. Fourteen years ago today on Raw, Molly Holly defeated Gail Kim, who is in the TNA Hall of Fame, yep. 
to win the WWE <coughs> Women's Championship. She would hold the title for the next seven months. The longest since China's 214-day run ended when she left the WWE in 2001. Thirteen years ago today, at a NWA TNA weekly pay-per-view taping in Nashville, Tennessee. You guys remember when NWA TNA was nothing but weekly tapings. Uh, Michael Shane and Frankie Kazarian defeated AJ Styles in an Ultimate X match to win the TNA X Division Championship. Both men retrieved the championship at the same time and were declared co-winners. You guys ever know that that the, the X division once was held by two people? Nah. Nope. So, all right. And this one, this one, Mike, you get excited about this. Ten <laughs> years ago today, TNA signed Adam Pacman Jones. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something about this going. <laughs> no. The then Tennessee Titans cornerback was suspended for 2007 season without pay for multiple violations of the NFL's personal conduct policy, most notably a shooting at a strip club in Las Vegas. His TNA run was marred with controversy with the Titans using legal means to prevent him from being involved in a physical capacity. How's that? They suspended him for the year, but they wouldn't let him go do anything. (laughs) If you had said Pac-Man, I I wasn't at all. Probably, yeah. So, and he never tagged into matches. From what I, I remember seeing, he never would tag into a match. Probably like get paid just to stand around. Or sometimes he like, would like or he would, play football. And he would sometimes pin a person. Yeah. That was the only movie he would do. He eventually would so sign was, on in a so non wrestling role. And somehow, <laughs> somehow not wrestling, he was one half the TNA World Tag Team Champions. <laughs> only in freaking wrestling, right? Yeah. So, ten years ago today. Carl, it says, I think that's right, Carl Gotch passes away from natural causes in Tampa, Florida at 82. Nine years ago today, hey, this is the big news of the day, you guys ready? Stephanie McMahon gives birth for the second time. Alright. And there's a girl. Yep. Um, and here's one of Will's favorite, one of his heroes. Nine years ago today, Mike Adamley is named the new general manager of Raw. And of course, we'd like to dedicate this one from nine years ago today to our good friend, Joseph Coward. Oh, yeah. Nine years ago today, the WWE announces via press release that all programming going forward would carry a PG rating. The announcement, you ready? On WWE.com, the announcement states, WWE's family programming has been deemed a PG television rating by their network distributors. World Wrestling Entertainment has been engaging families across all generations with their family programming for more than two decades and will continue to do so for years to come with all the action on Raw, SmackDown, and ECW. That was nine years ago. What the fuck?! Yeah. Oh, sorry guys. <laughs> wow. Well, that's not PG. No. <laughs> Alright. You think Joe would have gotten used to that in nine years? Yeah, I'm telling you. I guess some people hold it ground. So he's not alone. <laughs> so I guess I guess we should, you know, give okay. us you know a little bit more happier news. Eight years ago today, Hulk and Linda Hogan, aka Tara and Lindy Bolia, announced via their attorneys they've settled their divorce case. 
So, they can both move on to fucking other people. <laughs> and both younger. Yeah, and both younger. So, Linda52 received a little bit more than 70% of the couple's liquid assets, plus 40% ownership in the semi-retired wrestlers' companies and a $3 million property settlement. In other words, she got his balls. Yeah, because he had to sell most all that shit. Yeah. So... Linda also hangs on to a Mercedes-Benz, a Cadillac Escalade, a Corvette, a Rolls-Royce, and various off-road vehicles. But Hogan keeps the rest of his considerable collection of cars. She also keeps around some young dudes. <laughs> yep. Who plays with the toys? There you go. <laughs> Linda spent some of that $7.44 million on this on a home in Semi-Valley, California, that she bought that she would later sell for... Like five for five years later. So, all right. So let me guess. Uh, a little few more quick ones. Oh, like seven years ago uh, today, Shawn Michaels launched his own official website. I'm at a SmackDown taping, Loretto, Texas. Dolph Ziggler defeated Kobe Kingston to win the WWE Continental Championship. Uh, blah 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 blah. Some people came out of retirement. And that's about it. We, if anything else happened, uh, we don't give a PG flip flying fuck. Flippity doo doo. All right, so that was today in history. If we left anything out, whatever. Whatever. So of course, um, you know, a big plug. We'd also like to plug uh, the Hulk Hogan um, documentary that we. We sat over here and watched it, Mike, a couple of weeks ago. What was that called? That was a pretty sad documentary. Uh, Finding Hulk Hogan. Finding Hulk yeah. Hogan. Okay. Just YouTube it. Search it. There you go. So, there you go. All right, anything else to add about history? All right. Cool. So, I guess we're moving on to the, uh, the main draw of our discussion tonight. Talking about wrestlers with... A ton of gimmicks, whether those be awful gimmicks, okay gimmicks, good gimmicks. Yeah, we put our heads together, and you know, you know, everybody does these best gimmick lists, worst gimmick lists, corniest limit gimmick list. So what we thought about is, is we thought about the wrestlers who have had the most damn gimmicks, and most of them were lucky if one of them was even worth a shit. And we picked 10 that we thought fit our cause and made a top 10 to discuss. Right? Right. Right. So, this is, we're going to go, are we going to go ahead and get into that? Anything else to add about anything? Notice we didn't say that much about Battleground. What what much to say. Yeah, y'all said what needed to be said (laughs) from what I can tell. No. It's primarily for me and Mike, but, you know, so... Alright, so, this is our top ten list of wrestlers with way too many damn gimmicks. So, at number ten, Steve, who's, who's, who's at number t- ten? Uh, we Excuse have, me, Kenny. I don't know, you know I, I'm, I'm one of two people at all times. Uh, yeah. Robert Bradley James. Robert Bradley James. You guys even know who Robert Bradley James is? Brad Armstrong. Yeah, Brad Armstrong. Yeah. Mostly Armstrong known band. as Brad Armstrong, which is how he started off. 
Um, had a nice afro with his dad. Yep. Started off Gold Coast, Georgia Championship Wrestling, All Japan Broke Wrestling, UWF, WCW. From the, uh, and of course, uh, a lot of people know the Road Dog. Yep. Um, various other. Brian, and that Brian. Yep. So. Who had a, who had a couple of gimmicks himself? Remember, he was Double J Jeff Jarrett's roadie. That's, yep. he, that's how he, they evolved into the Road Dog, and he mm-hmm. was he wrestled under his real name when he first started. Brian James. Yep. His next couple of gimmicks are also in WCW. We've got Fantasia. Fantasia. Now you know if you guys know Fantasia originally came out as kind of like this. Mass dude with the fabulous Freebirds yeah. and Disney. This is before Disney was even part of wrestling. Said, "Oh no, you can't do that." Did yeah, the Mickey voice? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Yeah, you can't do that. Stop that! We're gonna sue you. <laughs> We're gonna shove mini mice up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and so he became Bad Street. Ooh, yeah. yep. And if you remember, Bad Street was <laughs> so good. bad. That he ended up coming out in tights that had all kinds of multicolored confetti all over. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? I didn't last long. <laughs> it's so, is this next one serious? <laughs> yes. Arachne Man. Arachne Man in WCW. <laughs> I'm not even sure if I remember that gimmick. I'm not even sure if he looked like Spider-Man or if he shot webs or what. Does anybody remember uh, he Arachne shot, Man? He shot, what, he shot webs, supposedly. Shot Silly String. Okay. And well, so apparently, and, the, and apparently, that didn't seem to last long because Marvel, just like uh, Mickey Mouse, came in. We're gonna show up your butt. Um, Stan, Stan Lee said, "We're not gonna have this." I wonder if that ended up going full circle with the 2002 Spider-Man film because, like in the beginning, he gets his powers and then he's in the ring with I think it's Macho Man Randy Savage playing good some, analogy. Some other character, you know. Very good analogy. So, Probably how they kept him getting sued. So Macho Man's in a Spider Man movie? Yeah, he I am pretty sure it was Macho Man. He was uh, he was Bonesaw. Like yep. he was a fictional wrestler. Dang, I need to so. watch some of these Marvel comic movies that come yeah, out. Well this one was this one was a Sony movie from like fifteen years ago. It was oh, before all the Marvel movie. stuff kicked off. Right. Yeah. It's still considered one of the best, but anyway. You know the beauty of it is is after he did the whole spider shit crap, he actually stretched the limits with his next two gimmicks in in Smoky Mountain Wrestling and USWA and WCW, he went as he took it back to the beginning. He was Brad Armstrong again. <laughs> oh wow! Now that's that's roots. Mm. go back to the red tights. <laughs> yep, Man, with the BA on. With the BA. Well, no, that was like after that he became BA. Yeah, yeah but he had BA on his tights though. So he was actually yeah, BA WCW, and, and I wonder why. I wonder how they came up with BA. Oh, let's just use his initials and make him a rap guy. Yeah, we're going to have a white person in the No Limit Soldiers. We're going to really get that over quick, buddy. There you go. We we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna make, we're going to set box office. In right. actuality, all he was was just, he was attacked by yeah. West Texas Rednecks. He was a, yeah, he was a bitch ass is what he was. This is this is our bitch ass we're going to throw up in this head joint. Hell yeah. No, my name's Brad Armstrong. My bitch ass. <laughs> no Limit Soldier. Bitch ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, in an effort of, uh, what was it? It was either um, uh, not, what's-his-face? What, what, what was the, 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 
the guy that was that was doing the booking for uh, WCW, the one that everybody hates. Uh, Sammy Vince Russo. Vince Russo, I believe it was Vince Russo or or or, or the other dude decided that uh, they would capitalize on his brother being Road Dog, so they decided they would call him Buzzkill. Buzzkill. And that gimmick went over so well that it was a total buzzkill. <laughs> it went over so bad that Brad Armstrong then went to the WWE under the gimmick of Brad Armstrong. Woo! Stretching the limits of all gimmickry. Can you believe it? Wow. So, there you go, guys. What do we think about the gimmick history of Brad Armstrong? How many t-shirts do you think that sold? Probably not many. I was going to say the same. I don't think it sold probably that many at all. I would have to say probably even bigger than any of his popular gimmicks. A, his original tag team time in the Georgia Championship Wrestling with Bullet Bob. That was pretty badass. I thought I loved oh, yeah. the match, especially when they were getting killed by the Road Warriors. And... In the 90s, and in the early 90s, probably one of the greatest mullets in all of wrestling <laughs> history. <laughs> and it was a curly mullet, too. Curly, yeah. Spiky on top, curly in the back. That sounds like fun. The greatest of all time. <laughs> so, right. there you go. But, he is not the only multi-generation wrestler in our top ten. No. At number nine... Guys, who do we have? Who do we have at number nine, Kenny? Oh, that's Dustin Runnels. Dustin Runnels. Wow. Does anybody know who that is? That's the son in that's that. That's oldest. Yeah, my, my, that's my son. That's yeah. Virgil Runnels. The little American dream. Son, right there. The oldest. <laughs> the oldest? Or was that his oldest? Yeah. The oldest, yeah. So, of course, Dustin starts off as Dustin Runnels in Championship Wrestling from Florida. And when that didn't really work out that well, he decided to, uh, like Dusty, drop the Runnels and go with Rhodes. And then in All Japan USWA, he decided to tack a junior on there. So all of a sudden, he was Dusty Rhodes Jr. Wow. Before returning back to Dustin Rhodes... In the short scene in WWF and WCW. And of course you guys remember all of these. You know, he was he, he had all kinds of things attached. He had like the eventually he was gonna he was the natural and all this other stuff. But after all this time down south, he finally goes to the WWF again as his most well known character. Gold dust. And, of course, Goldust had with him the very hot, vivacious, cigar-smoking Terry Reynolds. That's a whole other gimmick itself because she had, like, so many. Yeah, she did. Which we will talk about later in the show. Right? That guy looks like a young Jay Leno. Would you say is, is was so... Uh, so prolific about Goldust's first run compared to all the other things he did. It, WrestleMania 12. Um, I, I love his uh, the street fight with Roddy Piper, and then the fact that Roddy Piper uses the white Bronco based on the OJ case to chase down Goldust, and they 
had the Hollywood back uh, lot brawl is what it was called. And he was an Intercontinental Champion, too. There you go. And irony, because as we know, just announced within the past week, sometime later this year, OJ will be released yep. from prison. So Free OJ. But, right. but you know, the, the, the time period, I mean, he was a very controversial character. I mean, when he came out, he was very... Kind of played... The idea was playing on, on homophobic fears... The way he, the way he approached other wrestlers, but people were intrigued because he had some great vignettes, like Mankind did. Yeah, and they yeah. were all kind of leading up. So they were very dark. Yeah, <laughs> and know. especially the fact that when he did the one, I think he was a Raw or whatnot. He comes out and then takes his top off, and he has the heart that says "Heart Arrow Razor." He had that as well. Yeah. So uh, definitely, you know, a huge character. I mean, it's been nice to see him kind of return to that yeah. darker character because for for a long time he's just been kind of like this goofy, goofy, stupid parody, yeah. like just about everybody becomes. Yeah. And it works for our truth. Like I love when our truth yeah. goes into the middle of Royal Rumble and grabs a ladder and tries to get the money in the bank briefcase. And then realizes he's at the wrong pay per view. Yeah, <laughs> but that just didn't work with. Uh, well, I mean, it, it filled airtime, but it yeah. didn't really work with Gold Dust. I mean, it was, it was all right to see him doing the off the ropes, come down and slap you in the face from one knee thing again. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's old so school. It's, it's kind of like the equivalent of watching Kane like act stupid. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. That's uh, man, that takes away from all the years of badass Kane. Yeah. Yes, it does. Corporate game. Well, this won't be the last time we hear that name. <laughs> nope. So, but, you know, as controversial, it's kind of funny, as controversial as he was his first one as Goldust, when he actually left and went to WCW, you know, it was a Russo, Bischoff, whoever it was, they were bound and determined to make that lightweight compared to what his next character was. They kind of like dressed him up in kind of like a priest dark outfit painted his face white kind of yeah. like a death from uh, from um, Bill and Ted's ex- Bill and Ted yeah. I mean, yeah. he looked just like him yeah. and kind of made him a child stalker keep in mind that WCW also had him wrestle in the back of a hay truck moving down the road against one go. of our later gimmicks there you go <laughs> so he was seven and luckily Dustin was smart enough to do what Dip. Got in the middle of the ring and said, What the f- is this, this crap? No. And he laid a shoot. What do you guys think would have happened if they, they would have kept that going with you know the vignettes outside of children's windows? I don't know. They probably would have scrapped it. They Somebody would have raised a stink. Yeah. We would have died anyway. It just yeah. wasn't that, you know, wasn't that entertaining. It was more creepy. We would have really needed to. But yeah, the good news is. He did the, I mean, he ended up doing the natural thing and yeah. also, and ended up back in the WWE with another pretty solid run as Goldust. Actually, most of his runs as Goldust have been yeah. fairly solid. He had some tag team gold in those runs. Goldust, Goldust, Goldust is working on like three decades. Yeah. He's been around a long time. It's like Jericho numbers right there. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe four because he started in the 80s. Yeah. Um, ended up doing the the indie thing um, going back it's Dustin Lone Star Dustin Rhodes and TNA 
Then another solid run with as Goldust in WWE. Yep. Then a very odd play on the Goldust character at TNA as Black Rain, mm. which was he was almost like Goldust, but dressed all black and silver yeah. and carried around a little cage with a rat. That was interesting. Uh, was that a rat? Yeah, I th- well, I don't know if he was old or not. Does it, but does anybody even remotely remember, like, any Black Rain matches? I don't. I don't. I just remember that, uh, that I just remember the Black Rain thing. He just carried the rat. I don't recall him even wrestling. Yeah. And then, of course, after that, Goldust returns back to the WWE, where he has been ever since. Thank goodness. Yep. And during this run, he teamed with his brother who became Stardust. That's right. And had his daddy second him at ringside. That's right. And they, they, had, were they had some success doing that. So, If we had a list or a countdown of wrestlers that have been cool about everything being asked of them ever, he'd be number one for him in my lifetime, at least. Well, probably him and his brother. Yeah. And, and Dusty. And Gang. Yeah, true. Dusty. Yeah, so... Dusty's had a lot of creative control. You know, he actually, when we talk about Dusty, and I know you're referring to the polka dots, um, Dusty actually was down with that. Like, he wasn't like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was like, okay, I'll, wear, I'll make it work, whatever. And he did. He pulled it off. We know some of the best things were the were the ones where when he, where, where the vignettes, remember he shows up to, uh, to fix the lady's toilet. Hey, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are actually some of the best ones. So, all right. So we have started. Oh, the Freebirds! Hey, the Freebirds are on TV at the the Freebird Compound. So can't have that flag on TV no more, though. <laughs> Great stuff. Oh no. All right. Well, you know what? This is, since we're enjoying this, this would be a good time. Yeah. So we're going to watch this for a minute, and um, you guys hear from a word from our sponsors, and we'll be back in just a bit. There you go. We'll be back with the rest of the countdown. Yeah. Hey guys, this is Stony from GWH TV. If you're like me and dig your wrestling old school and from the south, check out Georgia Wrestling History Online for archives, current area indie shows, and results plus cool discussions on GWH Radio. Just visit gwhnewsandnotes.blogspot.com Georgia Wrestling History Capturing the legends of yesterday and covering the stars of today You wanted the best You got the best The hottest classic wrestling in the world GWH on the Georgia Wrestling History Network Classic matches Classic look Just classic Check us out on the GWH website and at facebook.com backslash GWHTV. Welcome back, everybody, from the commercial break. Before the break, we had our birthdays in our This Day in Wrestlings, and we started our countdown of wrestlers with the most gimmicks, whether those be good or just terrible. And right now, we're enjoying... The greatest tag team, in my opinion, of all time, the Fabulous Freebirds, on this episode of WCCW while we're sitting here hanging out. Yep. So you guys think, you know, you know, we had we had commented on the the uh, the video show how um, 
how we, you know, we don't always know what we're talking about. I mean, we were talking about, we don't always have to know because we, this is, this is not a show filled up with, like, former Georgia Championship Wrestling veterans. We are, like, longtime wrestling fans. Yeah. This is an education. This is what we do. We'll branch out. We'll find a way. Yeah. And we just watch. We just talk about what we want to talk about. And um, so if you're here to actually learn something, you can probably find out. You can probably learn more just going online. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? We're fans. We're talking about what we, we, we talk about what, what we think is, is fun. So so we're going to get back into our countdown. And what our countdown is, is recently we were talking about gimmicks. And we decided, one thing we said was, you know, there are a lot of wrestlers that had a lot of gimmicks in their career. And most of them, unlike McFoley, had a laundry list of gimmicks, 90% of which didn't do crap. Usually one wrestler has one good gimmick, if that. Yes. So, and we started off our, our well, Brad Armstrong was number 10, or whatever his real name was. Yeah. And uh, then... Brad, Robert James. Yeah, Robert James. And at number 9 was Dustin Runnels, who we just discussed. And now we are at number 8. And this is a wrestler that will actually, like, threw into the mix and... and, and I was like, oh, wow, that is a lot. And, wow, I even know some of these. And that wrestler is... Tony Anthony. Um, right. Tony Anthony was the dirty white boy throughout the Southern Territories in Memphis. Just on our list. And <laughs> Continental and uh, all of that good stuff. Um, he originally had started off, uh, he was actually just under his wrestling name in George Championship Wrestling. And then and he got a little run in Memphis and he became one half of the Grapplers tag team. Uh, he teamed with... Uh, Lynn Denton, the grappler, and also Troy Graham and, and the grapplers and all. And he was the dirty white boy for a, a number of uh, runs. And then one of his other gimmicks was in Smoky Mountain. He was known as the Mighty Yankee and was managed by a legendary Tennessee wrestling heel, heel by the name of Ron Wright. And he was always, his gimmick was in wheelchair. He needed, wrestling, he needed wrestlers for money. So he his gimmick was the, the Mighty Yankee as a Yankee because Ron White Ron Wright did not like the Yankee. He did not like the South. So Ron Wright, who's pretty much an East Tennessee hillbilly, was claiming to be a Northern. So that's pretty much what he was. And then he was uh, T.L. Hopper in the WWE, and he was a plumber. And that really killed. That kind of killed his career. And then he was Uncle Cletus and all. And as far as I know, he uh, stills around. He had a, a girlfriend, wife named Kimberly, who also was known as the Dirty White Girl. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of yeah, course, you know, like he went indie. Yeah, he's his own name towards the end of his career, or currently, or whatever. But probably, I would say, uh, just like Brad, just like James was known mainly as Brad Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Dusty, Dustin mainly is Goldust, and he's mainly main character probably be the dirty white boy. The one that we left off the list was probably. Probably wow. his most successful <laughs> gimmick, right? <laughs> That's one of the ones actually. Then. Yeah, no doubt. T.L. Hopper. <laughs> the plumber. The plumber. Oh, let's see. Anything else we got to say about... Anything else about, about Tony? I think I said all I need to say. Okay. We're coming on at number seven. We've got Ray Trailer. 
Ray Trailer. <laughs> Georgia Bulldogs. And here in Georgia, keeps here in Georgia, you guys know Hard Ray Trailer. Hard time. He could he he could make it today. His, yeah. his character. Easy. He'd have to take those flags off his shoulder, kind of like the Freebirds basement playing pool. Uh, yeah. But um, no nah, man, that, that that would get over any time. And he was also was Big better. Bubba Rogers. Mm-hmm. There you go. Member of the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Most definitely. Mainly known to most wrestling fans as. To me, Big Bubba Rogers. But maybe Big Boss Man to other people. Exactly. Um, Big Bubba Rogers, who actually, after that Starcade match, went up there and tried to settle the score, if y'all remember that, and then had to go down to his knees, realize he was way in over his head. Yeah. That was like the first time I seen him actually do something close to wrestle, and then he eased his way into actually wrestling. Um, but yeah, he's been around a long damn time. My whole entire watching wrestling career, he was he was at the beginning. So you guys don't think that maybe his his most well known gimmick of, of all time was as a guardian angel? I wouldn't know because I don't remember that. Gimmick. Well, because he, well because he was he's, well, the guardian angel. It was a it was it was pretty much a cup of coffee gimmick, so to speak. Well, the, the story is is of course you know he started off as Ray Trailer and. Uh, Crockett Promotions, uh, Big Bubba Rogers and Crockett Promotions, UWF, and of course, you know, WWF, um, NWA, the Big Boss Man, did really, really well. Yeah. Um, it was uh, Big Bubba, but then when he went back to these, uh, when he went to WCW, he went in as the boss. Yeah, and one time there was just, they couldn't do anything with him. I remember one time he just said, it was like a promo they cut with him by itself. It's like, my name's Ray Trailer. I'm just blah, 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 and he's just wearing black. Kind of yeah, almost yeah. tactical gear. Um, but didn't in the WWF, wasn't his uh, big boss man, wasn't he managed by Slick? I think his first go around, yeah, yeah. he was managed by the Doctor Style. So the second the second big boss man gig he did was he did the all black. But the story goes is when he hit the WCW as the boss, WWF said, Nah, and that kind of led to the yeah. whole Guardian Angel yeah. thing. If you guys are familiar, the Guardian Angels—I don't know—do they still exist? As far as I know, they were like in New York. They were like kind of like a street justice uh, thing with the red berets on their head, and they would kind of like citizens fighting crime wow. kind of thing. So he kind of he did that, but then he went back to the Big Bubba Rogers thing before going back to WWF. As the big boss man, and that's when he had donned basically kind of like just the all black, yeah, kind of SWAT, yeah, tactical attack yeah. kind of thing. The pre shield days, yeah. <laughs> there used to be, and here's the funny thing um, I actually played with this drummer, this blind drummer named Will James. And if you guys ever went to the WWF shows at the Civic Center slash James Runner Inga back in the day. If you ever saw a guy dressed up looking just like the Big Boss Man, you guys remember this? Mm-hmm. That was Will James's big brother. Oh wow! Gosh. And used to go to all the shows dressed with the blue cop outfit, right? Buzz cut and everything. Yeah. It's like Marietta, Georgia, just on like it. him. Yes, the whole. <laughs> if ever, if ever God, there was, if ever there was like somebody who would win an award for the for the best. 
Big Boss Man impersonator slash stalker. That would be him. Yep. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. I like the way he swirled that baton. But I know we're probably running long on Big Boss Man, but he was good. No, Big Boss Man was awesome. He was great. Good. So, uh, not a negative. No he, one's neg- and, and, nothing negative about the guy. And he could talk. Could do a promo. Yeah. Could talk. I wouldn't want to piss him off backstage. Oh no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Matter of fact, one of his, uh, one of his, uh, the poor guy was like probably one of the probably got the biggest NWO beatdown mm. ever. So. Then again, everybody got the NWO yeah, beat no, down eventually. Yeah, shame for that. So speaking of the NWO, guess who is at number six? Ooh, 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 ooh. I wonder who. Ooh, X. Ooh, ooh. Nope. Kevin Nash. <laughs> Kevin Nash. Wow, man. Yeah. Is that Shredder of the Ninja Turtles? Number six. And for those of you who don't know, Kevin Nash started off popular-wise, or well-known as Master Blaster Steel, one half of the Master Blasters in WCW, before actually becoming the Master Blaster. Right? Well, this was only... This is before, like, his greatest gimmick of all time. I mean, wait, I mean, he had a bunch of them. His most memorable gimmick only lasted about six months, tops. Maybe not that long. Which would be um, the the silver hair Oz. Yeah, oh wow! There you go. And that and would then, be where I was leading. Yeah. Oz, come down with the mask and the hat on. Yeah. Didn't he have a manager? I th- he may I'm have. Sure. I, I want to say at one time Hall actually came down with him as one of these be. characters. So please go Google right. and YouTube this because it is crazy if you've never seen this version of Kevin Nash. <laughs> matter it's of fact, insane. matter of fact. The Clash of Champions from the early 90s that I was at, that Alexis is in, from right here in Augusta, Georgia, I want to say Oz actually, is in the opening Battle Royal. Right on. Right? Yeah. So, but if Oz wasn't cool enough, he followed, I mean, I mean, what's a better thing to do than, than take one gimmick, sit in it for about a week and a half, and then immediately become somebody else? Vinny fucking Vegas. Oh, yeah. Snake Eyes. Vinny yeah. Vegas. And he got over a tad. He got over yeah. He was in some damn bigger matches. But the cool thing about it is... He's not mid-card. Is by playing Vinny Vegas, he kind of caught the eye of one heartbreak kid... Yeah. ...who called him up, got him a job in the WWF as... Was it Diesel yet? Diesel. Yeah. He was as bodyguard. So he came Diesel, in as Diesel. Good. Which would be... His first big run, yeah, because yeah. not only did he was he was he over as bodyguard, as Diesel, he was champion, and was over big enough that later we hear about a fake Diesel. I was gonna say he was he, he, he was yeah, over yeah, big fake enough to get impersonated on our, um, on our show coming up. Yeah, yeah. So so we'll even talk about fake Diesel no. here and as well as. The next episode. Yeah, uh, he's in a he's in like one a of those best with best the, form of imitation. Right? Yeah, I think there you go. Yeah, so he's actually, you know, like I said, we were talking about how this ties into the video show, yada yada yada. So of course, Diesel, Diesel was so over. Yeah, you guys remember, Diesel like took out 
Shawn Michaels' mentor with a huge production video camera. Ah! Took his ass out to win the championship. Which I watched downtown at the, the other sports center. So, of course, then... Damn, I want a hamburger now. Then what happens? Then, of course, he takes part in that big old to-do, what is it, Madison Square Garden, where they're about to leave. The send-off. The send-off. They all hug in the middle of the ring. The big thing, they got Triple H ended up having a job out to somebody later on. Oh, dude, he, he got beaten 14 seconds by the Ultimate Warrior that year. Well, not even that worse. Not even worse. What was they to, to somebody that was what didn't even become like a name wrestler? I don't remember. Mark Marrow. No, it was somebody worse. Mark Marrow did what was that? It was somebody was worse than that. It was an African American wrestler. I I can't remember. Bobby Johnson. No, no. Uh, he was actually good. Somebody small. Somebody that Flash never. Punk. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, somebody who really didn't have a huge career going If they had been in the same place at the same time, it'd been cool to like have Vinny like, put Norman Smiley whooping Triple H's ass. There you go. <laughs> All right, I'm going to bring in the littlest guy. <laughs> Just and we're doing his little dance. <laughs> the big wiggle. Or what's his name? The the, the, the leprechaun. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to look. You're, either you're gonna lose the worst level or you're fired. A legit three three count ban. <laughs> but you know he must have proved his worth because he jobbed out, and by the time it was all over, he ended up with the daughter. Yeah. And he ended up pretty much running the company. And got a grandkid with a birthday today. So see what happens when you join the Kiss My Ass Club. Yeah. You can end up with everything. So you the head of the WWE. All right. So, but. After Diesel, he ends up being a part of wrestling history, Monday Night Wars, by doing something simple, by getting a gimmick by taking your own freaking name. He's himself. And joins the NWO. Yep. And by the time it was all over, the NWO, Monday Night Wars, history... If Vince had it to do over again, Stoney, he, what he would do is he would let them take the name Diesel and Razor with them because it wouldn't have been as good. It wouldn't have done as well. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, um, WWE, WWF became a bigger company because of the Monday Night Wars. Yep. Oh, of course I did. mean, really, it ended up being like the greatest thing of all time. It did. I mean, at the time, he probably didn't think so. At the time, he was probably like, oh, shit. God, I gotta do. But actually, no. Actually, it was a great time actually to be ended a up, Actually, it ended up making him like lots of money yeah, in the long run. Huge. It, it ended up the Attitude Era. It ended up like you know what I mean. So it ended up actually being pretty awesome. And by the time it was all over, uh, Kevin Nash ends up in the WWE Hall of Fame. Deserving. Yep. All ends up uh, in the WWE Hall of Fame. He's also in the Tennessee University of Tennessee Hall of Fame. There you go. So I think it worked out pretty good for everybody that he actually uh, left. So there you go. So all right, that was number six, Kevin Nash. Coming in at number five, probably probably the second most well-known wrestler on the list. Fred, I'm Uncle Fred. Oh yeah, the 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 uncle of gold dust. There you go. So see, see, see how it's all tied together? It's all tied the together. uncle of gold dust, right? And he's held uh, belts in a couple of those characters. Especially tag teams, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So, which is funny because here we have another wrestler. You know, our last wrestler started off as as Steel. Well, Championship Wrestling from Florida, Fred Ottman Ottman starts off as U.S. Steel before becoming the Big Steel Man in WWF. If that wasn't cool enough, how's this? Tugboat Taylor. Tugboat Thomas, and then just simply Tugboat. <laughs> he was like three gimmicks at one time in the WWF. But he was hot, man. Like, to be such a simple gimmick, he yeah. grew. Like, yeah, he did. Especially because they got that rub off Hogan. And then the funny part about it is is, is he he grew for being just a fat guy. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, who was his tag team run with? with oh, Slick? At, well, yeah, but after but after that, he changed his name to Typhoon, become half of the natural disasters with go. Earthquake. That was it. That Man, was it. what a team. Earthquake. That and, was it. and that was two fat guys. They were on top for a minute, though. There yeah. you go. But that was back when, you know, not everybody had to be, like, skinny or muscular. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you have Dusty Rhodes kind of led the way for, like, the common man. Yeah. So you had all these wrestlers. I mean, I mean, what is it? Yokozuna, yeah, Abdul the Butcher, Abdul the Butcher. I mean, basically, you had like these these scary, flabby wrestlers, yeah, because they were big and scary. They were good. I mean, really, I mean, a muscular guy only really scares you when you're at the gym trying when you're fat and you're at the gym trying to work out. (laughs) Yeah, right. When you're at a wrestling show back then, a big. Seven foot fat guy is just scary because you're. Yeah. There's. How am I going to pin that? How yeah? How, how am I going to pin it? How yeah. am I going to keep from getting sweat on? And the in the instance of Abdullah the Butcher, no amount of blood loss will kill him. Apparently, so you can't beat him that way. No, no. I got to meet Abdullah the Butcher at his restaurant. Yeah. Cool. And when I walked out, I was kind of like, when I walked out of the bathroom, and my my wife was sitting there with him, I was like. Oh my god, it's like a black version of my grandpa. <laughs> and he was so cool. You know what I mean? I, I'm surprised he didn't say, hey, you want to put some quarters in my forehead? I mean, because that, yeah. So, but of course, after all this, you know, I believe I believe both Typhoon and Earthquake both ended up in the WCW. And of course, Ty, uh, uh, Fred ends up in most one of the most embarrassing, most talked about, weird, screwed up, fucked up wrestling moments of all time, as we're getting ready, uh, what is it, a flare for the gold segment? Sting and them are about to call out their new tag team partner, the Shockmaster. And what happens? They have tested this. He's all ready to come out. They have like put the set back together, but then they add another piece of wood, and whatever happens to poor Fred trips and falls, and it is loses his glitter stormtrooper helmet. Stormtrooper yeah. helmet falls, and by the time it's all over, when he finally gets to the ring a week or so later, he comes out without the helmet. Does like a small little thing as a shock master and super shock master, and by the time it's all over, he's back in WWF as Typhoon. Yep. yep. And that's about his greatest moment. Yeah, most memorable. So once again, probably most of his characters were Tugboat Typhoon in the WWF, but. 
to this day probably still most well known as that one moment in history busting his ass to the yep. shop master. <laughs> and he laughs about it now. He laughs about it, which is good because does he really he really deserves to be have a place in history as a as a worker, yeah. as somebody who was reliable. I mean, and his Fred finisher, Hoffman, whenever he would run across and do that thing, that jump on your chest thing. You had to really trust that guy. I mean, yeah. You didn't want your chest plate broken. Oh no! And that guy could definitely do it. So, yep. nope, nope. so we should give we should give props to Uncle Fred because Uncle Fred was a consistent, oh yeah, consistent big guy. So and 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 it's kind of funny how many people will say Shotmaster and don't really necessarily associate him with it, which is probably probably good. So, but anyway, he's he's probably known as. True wrestling fans will know Fred Ottman as a good, consistent worker and employee. But also, it's it's kind of cool that he's known for the Shotmaster incident and that he kind of laughs about it. And I think he still wrestles on occasion. Yeah. So, cool stuff. All right, so we have now moved up to number four. And number four is Icon. Is an icon. You know, it's funny how many W in our list, how many Hall of Famers are on our list, oh, yeah. and how many future Hall of Famers are on our list. Because who do we have coming up, Kenny? We got Mark Calloway. Mark Calloway. Wow. You guys don't know who Mark Calloway is, do you? Not a clue. <laughs> well, Mark Calloway started out in, I believe, this show here. WCCW of Texas Red. Yep. One of his biggest claims to matches was against Bruiser Brody. And there you go. Um, in the Southern Territories, he had a little mini thing as the commando. And I'm not seeing that given, but I sure would love to see some commando matches. Yeah. Um, They're probably five-star. There you go. And um, on the video TV show version of this, we had him as USWA Master of Pain. Yep. And a very a good gimmick that actually was a catapult because Lawler liked it and, they, and Hogan seen it and it kind of led to him meeting up with Suburban Commando, therefore, and MJ. So that was actually a stepping stone. There you go. Uh, WCWA and New Japan Pro Wrestling as the Punisher and Punisher Dice Morgan. Love to see that man. Love to see him as that character. And of course, he wrestled in the WCW as Mean Mark Callis, which also led to. Uh, some actually some some TV spots. Yeah. He was or movie spots. Um, he was one of the bounty hunters in the Hogan movie, uh-huh. and then of course this eventually led to him being brought in to the WWF by who? Hogan. No, no. Who actually introduced him? The very first time. Yep. Brother Love. Brother Love. I love you. As Bruce Pritchard. As. The legendary wrestler he is now mostly known as, which is The Undertaker. The Undertaker. Yeah. And then it wasn't long because that dude, I don't know, didn't. It was like a matter of months. But then, uh, what's his name, Percy uh, Paul Bear became his. Oh guy. yes. And of course, the Million Dollar Man also all figures into this. Yeah. He has a hand in everybody, I think, at one point or another. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean, God, I mean. What can you really say about The Undertaker that really hasn't been said? I mean, probably, possibly, one of the icon, you can almost put icon, wrestling icon next to him. I mean, sure, I know there's Ric Flair. 
I know there's Hulk Hogan. But really, The Undertaker? He's carried that company on his back a long, 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 and long as time. Def- and, 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 you know, you talk about, like, Madonna changing her image from... And, and Bowie changing his image. Yeah. I mean, think about how many different incarnations of The Undertaker there has been. He has managed to find some way to change... While keeping it related to the same old character. Exactly. He was the, uh, the badass with the motorcycle was very memorable. Yes. Um, at the height of the Attitude Era and stuff like that. But I can't say that it's going to go down as the most memorable because he had so many great moments and like every year he wrestled in WWE. And he never he never left WWE once he went. No. You know, he never went anywhere He stayed. Else. I mean, he was... I mean, 25, 26 straight years in the company. And I mean, cast, casket matches, mm-hmm. uh, buried alive matches. The first ambulance match I remember. Yeah. Numerous, I mean, numerous buried alive matches. Numerous WrestleMania. How many family matches? I mean, you know, it was him versus versus fake him. Yeah. You know, him versus Kane. Him tagging with Kane. I mean. Amazing stuff. But of course, probably one of the most memorable matches of all the time of all time, Hell in the Cell. Him against Mankind. Oh wow. Mankind off the top of the cell, through the cell. Yeah, and through it. I mean at least when he went through off the top, they him. knew that was going to happen. Like when he went through it, oh my god! They were like, "There's a chance." He didn't know he was going to. I think he's dead. Yeah, he killed him. He killed him. My God, so, he killed him. So pretty amazing. So, so I guess, um, oddly enough, uh, while we have the Undertaker, we have mentioned um, Undertaker at number four. Our next one, number three, is uh, he's got kind of a connection with two of our others on the list. That's right, and that would be Glenn Jacobs' political aspirations. uh, Running for the mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville, Tennessee. A wrestler that most of you guys are familiar with as Kane. As we were just talking about, the... The long, one-time long-lost brother of The Undertaker actually started off in CSWA as one Angus King. Wow. But we actually have a match on one of these upcoming episodes. Mm-hmm. Our next two episodes of Georgia Wrestling History TV are both wow. early I gimmicks. I think he's Angus King in one match and Doomsday in another match. Doomsday in the oh, other, wow. which, two coming up which he was Doomsday... Yeah. In the USWA and in the past, we have featured him his one character, the Christmas Preacher. Yeah, yeah. What a gimmick! Yeah. What a gimmick. <laughs> how how crazy! Do you, what a what a character, to say the least. What a gimmick! And of course, Smoky Mountain wrestler. He was uh, the Unabomb, and his first incarnation in WWF as Mike Unabomb. Interesting one. Yeah, and then probably the greatest one of all time. The dentist. Isaac Yankum DDS. <laughs> Jerry Lawler's dentist. That was really good. There you go. And of course, that doesn't top his next character, who we've already mentioned. Fake next, Diesel. Fake oh, Diesel. Fake Diesel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we talked about Diesel a little while ago. There you go. Fake Diesel. And then that finally led to. Kane. 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 And. 
And and who who was instrumental in bringing Cain of all freaking people? Paul Bear. Yeah, okay. I thought you were trying to be tricky with that, so I'm going to say no. Who we've already talked yeah. about. Now he was burned as a child and all that stuff. There you go. You remember the first time he brought his mask off and he had that one thing, the long hair, and like burn spots everywhere. Oh, yeah. He was paint. He was like, paint. Mm-hmm. Nowadays they wouldn't do that. You want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> Fell on the fireplace. And kind of kind of ripped off by like Abyss. Yeah. Had the same kind of yeah. idea in TNA. It was a complete rip off of that, so... And of course, we got corporate Kane if we count him. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah I guess you could count that. So. Yeah, he's in a suit and tie. Um, he didn't, He actually pulled off the quirky, corny comedy of Daniel Bryan tag team thing. That yeah, actually, it was probably very instrumental was in, in say helping that, Daniel Bryan get over in the long run. I was yeah. going to say that got over with the fans. Like, yeah. oh, like Daniel Bryan, this little four foot dude next mm-hmm. to Kane, just telling him what to do and screaming at him. Pretty funny. And going to uh, anger management classes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was hilarious. That was funny. They had a good long reign as WWE tag mm-hmm. champs. Yeah. So sometimes the weird stuff will work. So works. So Kane, there you go. Good luck being mayor. Good luck with that. There you yeah. go. Don't know much about it. I don't know don't if we'll ever see him back don't as even, Kane. Don't even know what party he's in, but um, good luck. He's a good I think guy. He's the one that started with an R party. He's, he's still a good guy. Yeah. yeah. I'd vote. I would have voted for him. Good yeah. Alright guys, at number two we have Barry Darso. Uh, Barry Darso, an interesting character because most of the time you couldn't pull Barry Darso out of a lineup, but you know all you know like half his wrestlers, that's the scary part. Yep. Started off in Hawaii as Zar Mungo. Interesting. But then of course ended up in George Championship Wrestling as Barry Darso, which Morphed into Crusher Darso, which must morphed into Crusher Khrushchev, both of those in Mid-South Championship Wrestling. And then possibly his most well-known character, well, I know him originally as Crusher Khrushchev with the Russians back in the day. But a lot of people know him as Smash, from Axe and Smash Demolition. Kind of like the ripoff of the Road Warriors, who they ended up taking on the Road Warriors. Yep. Some classic matches. Uh, I think you had the whole uh, weightlifting incident that happened ringside that one time. And then, of course, possibly the greatest yep. gimmick of his career as Repo Man. Yeah. He had toe rope and everything. There you go. He had the, you, we were talking earlier about the the tire tread yeah. marks and yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the really... The license plate stuff. The yeah. license plates carved out into the back. Yep. Carried around a rope. And then, of course, uh, Kenny's Kenny's all time one of his all time favorite matches as Blacktop Bully in the back of a truck, uh, bouncing around while the truck's moving down the middle of this road in the middle of nowhere with hay. Yeah, with Dustin Runnels. Dustin Runnels, yep. right there, also from yep. our list. Yeah, it's funny how it connects. They're all connected somehow. Yeah. And then, of course. Uh, the great master's character, Mr. Holland, won also WCW. Kind of killed his career. Yeah. <laughs> Golf yeah. and wrestling have never really went together. No, those are two very <laughs> different sports. And then he sold printers. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. And probably made more money that way. Probably. Mm-hmm. So. Especially in the late 90s. 
All right, so guys, we are finally at number one. And everybody listening is going, oh, thank the freaking God, they're finally at number one. And number one probably has the wrestler in our top ten who's probably least known by his real name. True. And that would be Ed Leslie. Yeah. And how many people, what percentage of our audience do you think is probably sitting there going, who? Um, I'd have to know the age range, then I could more accurately answer that. Okay, so maybe maybe to help you guys out, maybe some hints. Ed Leslie, um, a pair of lips attached to Hulk Hogan's ass. Rick Morton had to pay him back for a window. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, let me see. Um, Hogan Jr.? Maybe that doesn't help. Ed Boulder. Mm-hmm. Better known as the partner to Terry Boulder. I meant Marty Gennetti. Y'all let that slide. I'm blaming that on Will. Nah. Because <laughs> we, we don't really care. All right. Does anybody give up? Who in the world could he possibly be? All right. Otherwise known as Brutus, Beefcake, or The Barber in WWF. And he's also known as another gimmick. Then you said the name. He was also known as Dizzy Hogan. He Dizzy was, Hogan. Well, I mean, we did it's, we did say like Hulk Hogan's bitch. He was. Yeah, and well, I just we remember, didn't really say uh, that, but uh, yeah, but it's just uh, when you said it just came to mind. When you said Brutus, and then all the names, and I remember Dizzy Hogan out of the blue. And you guys are probably going, "Why is he number one?" Well, because the guy has the guy has had more yeah. gimmicks. Than like a five dollar hooker's had John's. Even I mean, though we only on. really remember one or two tops. <laughs> no, he, I mean I think survived. I think I think like in a one year period he had like twenty. Maybe, but I mean mainly known as Brutus the Barber BK. But in WCW, I mean come on, Brother Brutai. Yeah. Yep. The Butcher. Yep. The Man with No Name. I mean you. Yeah. Oh guys, what are we going? What am I going to be this week? I can't pick a name. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, the man with no name. Holy shit. That, wow, that's brilliant. The Zodiac. The Booty Man. Oh, yeah. The Disciple. Okay, the Disciple. Of yeah. course, there's no bigger way than saying I'm Hulk Hogan's bitch than being his disciple. Oh, Hulk Hogan. Oh, let me bow down to thee. I will be the disciple. And then, of course, in a couple, in two different instances for both WWF and the WCW, he was... That mask guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was a mask guy. No name. Just the mask guy. <laughs> if you're so you wonder with, why he's he number a, one. And he was a mariner, too. But if you're friends with Hulk Hogan, your, your characters don't necessarily have to get over. I mean, look how far the Nasty Boys got. I mean, dude, did they ever really draw money, money? But here's a, but here's a question. Does he really care? Because to this day, when he shows up, he shows up as Brutus or the barber, yeah. right? For for fan thing, he's got a legends contract, right? But here's the thing, he's got he's got a legends contract. Yes. He's, I think was he in the Hall of Fame? Maybe I don't know. No, about I, don't that. In, I don't know if he's in. I, I just saw on the Edge of Christian show he had a legends contract. I mean, he he will be. But yeah. think about it, he's always had a job. Yeah, right. So has that Brian Noms there. And by job, I don't mean blow job. I don't mean he's always been sucking somebody. Either. Or do he, you? Okay, maybe. Awesome. <laughs> he knows. Especially with those, especially those trunks he had, especially like, the, the outfit he had. He's always been paid. So, all right. So that's why he's number one, the most gimmick. All right. So, but before we get out of this whole gimmick thing, when we were talking about this, okay, let's flip it around. 
wrestlers mainly known by their main name, but have somehow at the same time decided to become a totally different gimmick. We are talking about, we talked about Terry Reynolds earlier, we are talking about as Alexandria York of the York Foundation. Of course, Terry's also with Terry Reynolds, Marlena. Yeah. But think about it. Think about who was in the York Foundation. She had Michael Wall Street, mostly known as Mike Rotunda. But he was also known as Mike Rotundo or Alan Shyster, Mike Drawn. But she also had Terrence Taylor, most well known as Terry Taylor, but also the Taylor Made Man, the Red Rooster, and Dr. Feelgood. We had Richard Morton, who everybody knows. Why did he become Richard Morton? Because he is Ricky Morton. Or Rick Morton. Thomas Rich. Tommy Rich. Tommy Rich, who is also known as Thomas Richardson, but mainly Thomas Rich. Mr. Hughes, mostly known as Curtis Hughes, the big cat. Big cat Hughes and got Gracie. We had all these people who are already famous as wrestlers. Decided in one full swoop to become known as different names. And yuppies. And yuppies. Yeah. Yeah. So, we thought we'd throw that out there at the end. So, but, there you go. Word. The top ten, our top ten list of wrestlers. With the most gimmicks. Most gimmicks. And this calls into play, you will find wrestlers over the next two weeks on GCW TV. GWH TV, whatever I say. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, what we're going to do though is, is if you're thinking, oh, it's over, no. Next show, we're going to continue the gimmick thing, and maybe we are going to talk about the coolest gimmicks of all time that maybe you don't know about, or something. Really? Disco Inferno. There you go, Disco Inferno. All right. So, but before our equipment takes another shit, <laughs> yeah, buddy, right? Why don't you go ahead and get us out of here, dude? All right. Well, yes. Before the equipment decides to conk out on us again, thanks for joining us on this lovely Friday night. I've been Kenny J here with John Stoney Cannon, Will Wheeler, and Mike Garrett, and Mister, who's over there chilling. Thanks for having us again, Mike and Mister. Not a problem. Awesome. And I uh, guess we will uh, we'll, we'll see you guys uh, Monday morning for our TV show and then again next Friday night. Yeah, and I, I was going to say, hey, let's all hit the Waffle House, but apparently somebody has lit the grill. So we are covered tonight. There we go. That's all right. even better. Right? Yeah. Because, <laughs> right. well, I mean, you're in the South. Wrestling, grilling. And if you live near an exit like me, there's three Waffle House to choose from. Yeah, exactly. We got got one on the other side? Yes, we do. If if you've never seen a Waffle House, come to Augusta, Georgia. Alrighty, well, thanks again for sitting in with us tonight. Everybody, have a great weekend. Be safe, be cool, be groovy, and we'll see you next time. Free Bird Town, man. Thank you.
Thank you very, very much. A very spirited crowd here today at the Television Sports Arena.